Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Nelson a block, and they go for Taylor at the great move by Johnson, dances to the five, rips his way in, touchdown, another one, 23-yard dazzling, touchdown, reception and move, and Taylor has scored for the second time, and Indy leading 13-0. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth, from BetQL. Welcome back. Back QL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Tuesday morning. Coming up at 20 minutes, we will talk to Brian Scalabrini, our NBA Odyssey insider. So he'll join us coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now, let's talk some futures, though. NFL futures. Oh, it's one of my favorite segments we do every week. Kind of looking forward. Win totals, who makes the playoffs, who doesn't. Super Bowl futures. So we have a bunch we're going to throw out here. And we'll do a couple of these today because... Every week, as, as there's an overreaction in the market, there's there's some value to be found if you could see it. Like last week, I threw out Eagles over seven and a half wins. They're going to get there. I mean, they got five wins now. They've got some bad teams left in their schedule. Now their total has jumped to eight and a half. Um, I still think there's some value there. But Aaron, you jumped on a future last night, you were telling us. And it's interesting because a couple weeks ago, this looked like it was dead. And now there's some life on this one. What do you have? Um, yeah, so I jumped on the Colts um, plus 900 to win the division. Uh, I really think that they're trending in the right direction um, and that they could easily do that. And plus 900? I mean, it's that's just it's crazy a lot. to me. Yeah, you're getting pretty significant value for this late in the season. So right now we're looking tit- at a... T- Go ahead. Yeah, I was just... Sorry, I, I was just pulling it up. Uh, the Titans are 8-3. and three. The Colts six and five, the Texans two and eight, and the Jags two and eight. So they're in kind of a crappy division, right? I mean, they've got the Titans, but do we really believe in the Titans? I don't know. And maybe this is just a gut feeling and I'm completely wrong, but I would not be surprised if the Titans start to fall off here and the Colts start moving in the right direction. And so that's why I did take it um, because it's like, why not? At plus 900, they're only two games back right now. 
So they're two back. Now, Tennessee does have the tiebreaker because they beat them twice. So you, so you, for you to win this, Aaron, you need the Colts to finish above the Titans. They need to clear them by a full game. So they need to have one more win at the end of the season because if they're tied, the Titans win the division. So as I look at their schedules, this is your week. This is the week it has to flip for you. The Colts host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, we've talked about Tampa's not as good on the road this year. The Colts are three-point underdogs at home. Tennessee is on the road. Last I checked, five, five-and-a-half-point underdogs at New England. Aaron, I think this is your week. If the Titans lose to the Patriots and the Colts upset the Bucs, which certainly could happen. It's only a three-point spread, and the Bucs have not been as good on the road. If those two things happen, you've got a, you've got a really good chance because then there will be one back with you know the last six weeks to go of the season. There, there's a there's real chance of that happening. This is the week. Like the, the Colts can't fall any further back. And every week it stays even. It just gets harder for you to win this. But this, I feel like this is the week. Three weeks ago, I would have said there's no way. Now I, I, I could see the the door opening a little bit. Well, I knew you. we were doing this segment, so I started looking at futures, and I'm like, gosh, I, I just, I don't know why I want to take it. Colts plus 900 to win the division. It's not terrible. So after this week, so the Colts have Tampa Bay at home this week, and I, I think this is a big week for you. So let's let's just pretend they get it. That's seven and five. They play the Texans. That certainly could be eight and five. By week, New England uh, and Arizona back to back. That's pretty tough. Let's say they split those games. Nine and six. Las Vegas and Jacksonville to end the season. You, th- I mean, the Colts could get to eleven. It's not the way they're playing right now. It's not crazy they get to eleven wins. So that would mean we can only have two more Tennessee wins. So New England this week, uh, let's say they lose that. They do have Jacksonville left on the schedule. They do have Miami, Houston. They're going to have to drop a game to Jacksonville, Miami, or Houston. One. I mean, I'm also banking on pretty much the health of Jonathan Taylor. Like, of course you are, yeah. You know, he's carrying this team on his back. He cannot get hurt. Please don't get COVID. Nothing. Like, it all has to keep working for them. Five touchdowns every week. Let's go. Every week. Well, guess what? I know that's unrealistic. I love it though. If he gets five touchdowns a week, Aaron, we we need to put the we need to put the bet in for MVP right now because he'll win it going away. So so yesterday we talked through uh, a little bit on Jonathan Taylor MVP odds. He's twenty five to one. Now we had um, a listener message message myself and I, and I think Joe O maybe two weeks ago with the idea of. Offensive player of the year versus MVP. Are they going to be the same person? Are they not going to be the same person? Is there value there on going for a non-quarterback to win the offensive player of the year award? Because they'll just give the quarterback the MVP. So I think this is where the Jonathan Taylor conversation comes into play. Because Mm -hmm. he's probably not going to win the MVP. It's probably going to go to a quarterback. But you look right now, it's Cooper Cup at plus 200. Jonathan Taylor at plus 250, by far the favorites for the Offensive Player of the Year award. Debo Samuel, 16-1. Devontae Adams, 25-1. And then you go down to Kyler. Kyler's the first quarterback listed on FanDuel for the AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year award. So the odds say this is going to go to a non-quarterback. The odds say this is going to go to your, your best offensive player that's not a quarterback. Jonathan Taylor, if he stays healthy... I think he's going to win the Offensive Player of the Year. He's having a ridiculous season. Mm-hmm. What's Tom Brady at? For Offensive Player of the Year? 40-1. Yeah. to one. Isn't that what Joe O was trying to say? Tom Brady could win both? 
Yeah, the was idea that of a court. Yeah, I think a couple weeks ago he was he was gonna like predict that maybe Tom. Oh, or was it Mahomes? I can't remember. Do you guys remember what he said on this show that a quarterback because they had been winning both and he was trying to find a diamond in the rough, like which quarterback that we're not thinking of could win both. And it might've been Brady. It might've been. Um, so just to go back to recent history here, a running back or wide receiver has been winning this thing a good amount over the years. So last year was okay. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry won last year. Michael Thomas the year before that. So that kind of gives us the, the Taylor Cup part of this, right? Mahomes won in 2018. Gurley in 2017. Um, we had Matt Ryan in 2016. Cam in 2015. So for a couple years here, it's just been the quarterback that won the MVP. But the other years, it's been the best non-quarterback. DeMarco Murray, 2014. Peyton Manning, 2013. Adrian Peterson, who also won the MVP, 2012. And then you go back, like Chris Johnson in one of these, LaDainian Tomlinson, Sean Alexander. Look, it's not you're not getting amazing value, but Jonathan Taylor at plus 250 is still pretty decent for, for Offensive Player of the Year. I think yeah. he's going to win this award. I mean, I don't see how he wouldn't. I mean, Cooper Cup's the favorite, but I always feel like wide receivers, like – you know, they could have a down game and it's not their fault. You know, if Matthew Stafford gets sacked five times, he's not going to get the ball to Cooper Cup. Like Jonathan Taylor, they just give him the ball 30 times a he's game. He's their he, entire he, offense. And Carson right. Wentz needs him because he's makes so many mistakes when he throws the ball. It Terrible things happen when you let him make decisions. So he needs Jonathan Taylor. Well, did you guys see the quote from Reich after the game on Sunday? Basically, he was asked after the game, like, you know, when did you decide you were going to run that much? And, like, when they got up, he said, I'm not throwing on first or second down again. Like, he just basically said, I'm going to run the ball the entire game. It, well, I don't think it was about Carson. We could joke it was. It was about Taylor. Like This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's just going to run the ball. I'm be really interested to see how he does against the Bucks next week. And I mean, again, the, you can use, they have Hines too, who they use in the past game. You yep. can use Taylor in the passing game. They obviously did this past week. Um, but the Bucks have a good run defense, but they they do allow, we saw with Saquon last night, they allow running backs to catch the ball out of the backfield. But as far as the rushing yards and how he does on the ground, very interesting matchup uh, against the Bucks next week. And I again, it's like almost like, hey, valuable is probably going to go to a quarterback, but these guys are putting up crazy numbers. So here's your award sort of deal. Yeah, I would take Taylor. I mean, 25 to 1 to win the MVP is interesting. 
it's probably going to go to a quarterback, though. That's just kind of how we, we do the NFL now. I think that's Tom Brady's. I think he's going to win that one. Probably. I just – I don't know where else it's going. I mean, Josh Allen Allen's fall- taking steps back. I mean, totally. he's fallen off. Um, I, I don't know said, where it would go. Dak said up and down the last couple of weeks. Some good, some not oh, good. We know where it's going. Kirk Cousins. That's right. Down to 150 to 1 on FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, speaking of the Vikings, Duh. Paul's got – Paul's got a future to talk about here. So I think we've already reached our quota of Vikings talk today, but was looking at this last last night and early this morning. So the Vikings are very interesting at 60 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And if you're gonna play that, you might as well play them to win the NFC at 28 to 1. I'll dive a little bit deeper into this tonight and maybe I'm not gonna necessarily play it, but it's something to absolutely look at. They can put up points with anyone. And in this divi- in this conference, I mean, you say the Bucks are number one are looking like the best team, right? Don't they have the formula to beat the Bucks? That pass game that can just slice up that defense. And again, we just talked about a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield and Dalvin Cook. Now, I mean, are we ready to live in a world where Kirk Cousins beats Tom Brady in a playoff game? I don't oh, think so. Yes. I don't think so. I'm here for all of it. <laughs> but and let's let's get them to the playoffs first. And they are three-point dogs this week in San Francisco. Could be a letdown spot off that Green Bay game. But I like them this week. And you look at the rest of their schedule. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but you got the Bears twice, a Steelers team that is crashing down the Lions, the Rams. That'll be an interesting game. I wonder if that's actually maybe the worst potential playoff matchup for them would be the Rams. Um, they get the Packers again. So it looks like at least – this is, this is a huge swing game this week, but it's like the case is, hey, if you think they can win this weekend, and you know, instead of, you know, take the plus three, which I will be doing, I already put it in, but instead of like, what, plus 120 on the money line or whatever, 28 to one, 60 to one, take a little bit of a flyer on a lottery ticket, and then if they get in, yeah, they'll probably be on the road the entire time. NFC North is not totally out of the question, especially now with a win over the Packers, but I mean, it's just the NFC is so wide open, it seems. Yeah. yeah, and I think a couple of weeks ago we just we assumed it was five teams, and we kind of laughed at six and seven, and and the odds are still going to be stacked against them. But the Vikings, I mean, they just beat one of those teams, right? They just beat the Packers. They beat a top five team in the NFC. I don't think it's crazy, and the the odds seem not to not reflect what they are. Right, they're playing better than a team that's sixty to one. They just beat the Packers. I I think the value is just too good not to take a just a sprinkle on the Vikings. And we just looked ahead at their schedule. Let's look back, all right? So Cardinals lost by a point, one of the top seeds in the NFC. The Bengals, looking like a potential playoff team, lost by three in overtime. The Browns, they lost by a touchdown. That was when the Browns were at their height, but that's a one-score game. Okay, they escaped against the Lions. Beat a Panthers team that has a good defense. Cowboys, four-point loss, so they're in that game. The whole way, Ravens, three-point loss. Another playoff team, Chargers, they beat. Packers again they beat like they have been playing playoff teams the entire season and it's been pretty much one score games the entire way so let me just throw this here because I I think the way that the league is set up this year doesn't it feel like we could have some wacky things happen in the playoffs like upsets could happen so if the season ended right now we would have the Buffalo Bills at Baltimore in the first round that would be the 7-2 game that's a pretty even game for a 7-2 game it would be the Chargers at the Patriots in a playoff game. Ooh. That's an interesting game. Yes. And it would be Cincinnati, Kansas City. That would be the, the AFC. In the NFC, uh, it would be Minnesota taking on Tampa Bay in the first round. 
You just said it, Paul. Minnesota, Tampa Bay in the first round. It would be New Orleans and Green Bay, and it would be the Rams and the Cowboys. Like, there's a potential for upsets in almost all those games. There's a lot there. Uh, I, boy, we did we did reach our quota today on, on the uh, on the Kirk Cousins talk. We're in. That's enough. All right, We're I'm putting in. it in. Six you and, one. and none of us are Vikings fans. No affiliation. <laughs> But we're all no, in. No, I, I actually always show. go the other way. I actually always go. I'm one of the Kirk haters that Joji talked about earlier. All right, Paul, do you also have an AFC contender maybe to miss the playoffs? So this is this is very much an overreaction. Oh, I can't wait for this. But if you do <laughs> think that the Bills are sliding the wrong way and that the Patriots are going to win the AFC East, instead of taking the Patriots at what, plus 120, whatever it is right now to win the AFC East, you believe they're going to win the AFC East? You could look at the Bills to miss the playoffs. Now, so go ahead, go. I mean, their schedule. I think they've got enough games where they will. And I'm not it's saying it's the I'm end. I, I looked at it today. I looked at it this morning for the show. It's the end. Their last two games, I think, are Jacksonville's and someone else bad. They played two Fal- bad teams: Falcons and the Jets. Falcons, but Jets. Do, okay. But they have Saints, which if they lose this week, then they're this is a big week, yeah, because they got the Patriots at home. The Bucks, Panthers are kind of sandwiched in there, which could be a tricky spot because you go Patriots, Bucks, Panthers, Patriots. Now, what what is yeah. the Buffalo odds to miss the playoffs? Plus four fifty. Wow, that's big. Yeah. All right. So would you combine who if you all right? Let's say we do it quickly. Yeah. Would you combine it with the Steelers, Colts, or Browns to make it? Because yesterday I said we might have our AFC teams in. So if they're out. Who's going in? The Colts because they beat them head to head. The Colts. That might be a, du- a, a little double whammy to play. If you're going to take the Bills out, you might as well put the Colts in. Right. They're the right. team that would get in. See what we're doing here, Paul? Unless yeah. unless they win unless they win the South. If they win the South, then. Well, yeah, that's yeah. a whole different story. Yeah. All right, there 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 are some things to keep an eye on, including the Vikings sixty to one. To go on a run. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck QL Daily presented by FanDuel Sports. Let's do some NBA next. Brian Scalabrini, our Odyssey NBA insider, joins us next right here on the Beck QL Network. <laughs> 